Now you need to find your birth time to know your rising sign. If you know it and you haven't already calculated your chart. Like most people, I've had my light and dark moments. But behind all of that, ever since I was a little kid, I do want to mention the different types of astrology that there are because you don't just have to... He was curious to know about the podcast. How do you know if you're the real deal? So is there specific star signs that prefer to be... Not a lot. You pick up on all these little things and you're guided to sort of say something. I think it's that permission, and, but it's also a little bit mind-blowing when people go... Now, Venus, the planet of love, is strong in the relationship-oriented sign of Libra. <laughs> Will we leave that in or not? Yeah. <laughs> Might as well. Welcome to the Seeing With Stars podcast with Stephanie Johnson where she shares more than 30 years experience in the world of astrology. Hi, I'm Steph Johnson. Welcome to another Seeing with Stars podcast. I'm going to get very esoteric in this particular podcast. I'm going to talk about esoteric astrology and the seven rays. In previous podcasts, I've touched on the subject of esoteric astrology and I've introduced some concepts like having different rulers of the planets and the fact that it's all about how our soul manifests on this earth rather than our personalities. And it is a very complex science. And I do call it a science because it's a study of esoteric matters. And as I've said before in podcasts, you might think that astrology is esoteric, but we can get even more esoteric than that. I will just retouch on some of the basics of esoteric astrology before I launch into the science of the seven rays. So if you recall, esoteric astrology is something I studied many years ago. It is a theosophically based astrology, having come down to earth, channeled if you like, by Alice Bailey. There's a whole series of books which are commonly called the blue books, because they're all a lovely navy blue. And really, I want to talk about esoteric astrology just so that I can introduce you to the many different forms of astrology that there are. Because when you begin to study astrology, you'll start with the basics, with the 12 signs, and we've been through a couple of the houses, and I will do more houses. But there are so many other types of astrology that we can explore. So don't worry if you don't understand every single thing. What I'm really just trying to do is explain that once you start on a spiritual pathway, whether it's through astrology or something else, you are embarking on a whole new journey. And for me, this was certainly the case when I started. I started studying astrology and then I catapulted into esoteric astrology. And I don't use it, let's say I don't use it in every day, but then you integrate what you learn into your own toolkit, so to speak. I have mentioned, and I'll mention again, my friend and colleague, Philip Lindsay, who is really a master of esoteric astrology. And I strongly recommend that if this is something that sparks your interest, that you look up his website, and that will be in the show notes. And when we do esoteric astrology, we have different planetary rulers, so Aries, for instance, is ruled by Mars. Normally, you would connect Aries with Mars. But in esoteric astrology, it's ruled by Mercury. 
And there are reasons for this and I've touched on this in previous podcasts. But what I want to talk about today is one of the major tools in esoteric astrology, which is the science of the seven rays. And the idea of this is that there are seven streams of energy which come into our solar system from cosmic sources. And that these rays of energy influence us. They influence us because they are part of our makeup, part of our energetic makeup. And this is a whole, if you like, concept behind esoteric astrology is that we are not just our physical bodies or our personalities, or our mental abilities. We have a soul. And esoteric astrology is the astrology of the soul. But what if we, in the same way that we delve into the body and we see our blood and our liver and our kidneys, what if we delve into our etheric field, our soul components, and see different energies or different parts or components that are part of our makeup, our soul makeup. And this is the idea of the seven rays. And I will go through what each of the seven rays are because that's quite fascinating in itself. Now, some astrologers, such as my friend and colleague, Philip, think that the seven rays, or believe that the seven rays are the missing link in astrology and that the planets are simply vehicles for these energies. So if you like, the planets are the transmitters transmitting these rays to earth via the zodiac and that's why we talk about well I'm an Aries or I'm a Taurus and then we we go further into dissecting that in astrology and then in esoteric astrology we look at well what does that mean in terms of your makeup linked with the seven rays fascinating isn't it If, if it fascinates you then you're likely to get really intrigued and get into this Now, the rays can be studied by themselves and they are, well, I was taught that they constitute what is known as esoteric astrology. So the blue books you'll see esoteric astrology is one of the titles, esoteric psychology one and two are part of the makeup of the blue books. Then there's the rays of initiation. There's a whole range of teachings on the makeup of the soul, the initiations we go through and our lessons if you like, our soul lessons on planet earth and the good thing or one of the wondrous things I think about esoteric astrology is seven is very important, the number seven so if you're mathematically minded you could really get into sums and divisions of seven and the whole esoteric meaning behind seven But esoteric astrology also says that our solar system is only one of seven solar systems. Now, personally, I think, I don't know in what time frame, but I certainly think in the future we may start to discover some other solar systems and really have our minds blown by it in the same way that in ancient times the flat earth theory was blown out of the water. The fact that All the planets revolved around Earth was blown out of the water when we saw that we actually all go around the sun. So I think there are always lessons and, well, I use the term mind-blowing because for me it's like we have these conditions or these preconceptions and then we're kind of, oh, 
okay, that's not necessarily the way it is. And that can be exciting or threatening, depending on how you think about it. But back to the rays. They can be studied by themselves. And the source for this information is Alice A. Bailey and the Blue Books. Before I go into an explanation of the rays and what they are, each one, ray 1 through to 7, I just want to reiterate that the rising sign in esoteric astrology holds more significance than the other parts of the chart because the rising sign portrays in esoteric astrology the sole purpose. So what I'll do is I'll talk about each ray and what you might like to do or like, might like to think about is do I, for want of a better word, resonate with any of these different rays? Are there some that I have an antipathy towards, like I don't like them? I'll explain as I get to it that Ray 3 is one that I often grapple with. Like any complex science, which astrology is, and esoteric astrology certainly is, you may feel overwhelmed if you try to understand everything all at once. So we break it down, we break it down into simple components. And the starting point is really to just look at each of the rays and go, yes, I think I do uh, equate or, or feel that that's something that I am like. Later on, you might go into, well, is that a personality ray, a soul ray? Is that coming through the planets? As I said, it can get quite complex. But what I want to do here is introduce you to this concept. So ray one. Ray one is will and power. What I might do is go through each of the rays and then come back to them. Ray, so you get an idea of the different types of rays. So ray two is love and wisdom. Ray three is active intelligence. Ray four is harmony and conflict. Ray five is concrete sci science. Concrete science. Ray six is abstract idealism. And ray seven is ceremonial order. So let's go into them in a little bit more detail. Ray one, will and power. Well, what could be associated with will and power? Well, purpose and persistence and being depended upon by others, so being a leader, if you like. Um, but there's also, like most things, there's a flip side. So there's the destruction side of things. So the colour associated with ray one, will and power, is red. The jewel, if you like, J-E-W-E-L, jewel, is diamond. You see that really hard kind of aspect to ray one, will, power. Think of somebody famous who may have ray one very strongly in their component, in their makeup. Winston Churchill. And as some of you who've been listening to my podcast will know, I've been listening to a book by Andrew Roberts all about Napoleon. And in fact, there is a Napoleon film coming out at the moment, which is uh, on a completely different note. No surprise, really, because your chart works after you're dead and after you've gone over to another wherever you think, wherever you believe you go. And Napoleon's chart is certainly being triggered at the moment by the big planet. Oh. It's a dwarf planet, but in astrology, it's a significant planet, Pluto. So Napoleon and Churchill, very strong, very much with a sense of purpose, very hard to get off their purpose, but the 
flip side or the maybe more negative side of that is destruction. And certainly Napoleon had a scorched earth policy. When he conquered, he scorched the earth. And it's one of the few things, well, he did actually quite um, admire Wellington, who was his biggest, if you like, well, nemesis. I'm, I'm not sure what the right word is, but he also admired Wellington for having a scorched earth policy. And that is very Ray One, purpose, purposeful, strong will, but also that kind of ruthless streak. And then we go to a different energy, which is Ray Two which is all about love and wisdom. And a lot of people at the moment are talking about kindness. And what they're trying to do, I think, is to bring more Ray 2 into planet Earth, bring more love and wisdom. Of course, we need all of these rays to keep planet Earth spinning, if you like. But love and wisdom is Ray 2. And the color associated with Ray 2 is indigo or blue. And the jewel is a sapphire. Some of the traits that can be associated with Ray 2 Love Wisdom are being inclusive, having that kind of magnetic quality, being a compassionate, empathetic, loving person. This can often be that really loving and understanding teacher. It can also be the compassionate healer. This type of energy on the flip side, can be the person who's easily pushed over. I was having a philosophical discussion with somebody not so long ago about the fine line between humility and being a soft touch, being a pushover. This is very much Ray 2. Ray 3 is active intelligence. The colour is green and the jewel is emerald. And Ray 3 is about that real adaptable I kind of call it a live wire, but definitely wired differently uh, type of intelligence. So this can be the philosopher or the theorist. And it very much, and this is what I was taught when I was doing esoteric astrology, is Ray 3 is the intelligence that's based on abstract ideas. So this is an abstract thinker. I think that's why I have a little bit of difficulty with Ray 3. Because for me, I'm very much a logical, methodical thinker. So you will see that someone with a lot of Ray 3 will be, they'll have the business acumen. They will be practical, but in a kind of strategic way. So very good at playing games, um, being strategic. Now, I didn't give you an example for Ray 2, so I'll just backflip to that for a minute. If you think of the Dalai Lama, you'll think of Ray 2. If we think of Ray 3, maybe think of somebody like Woody Allen. But also a lot of writers who are very good at putting, I mean, think of Game of Thrones. How did they start that at, well, season one when I watched it, but book one if you read it, how did the author do that all the way through, making all those different links? That to me is an incredibly wonderful weaving of an intellectual story web that is very much Ray 3. But think of writers like Mark Twain or Lewis Carroll and you'll get the idea of that active intelligence. Now Ray 4 is called Harmony Through Conflict. Now this is an interesting one because it's like that kind of pain that you'll get where something's so exquisite but you're also aware of all the difficult things that can happen in the world. 
So it's, it's kind of like creativity that comes through conflict or through feeling something so deeply. Colour associated with Rave 4 is yellow and the jewel is jasper. And Rave 4 is, as I said, it's about beauty, it's about sensitivity, it's about the ability to bring harmony through conflict. It's somebody who is very sensitive to discord, almost kind of overly sensitive, um, but at the same time wanting everybody to kind of be in balance, but aware of the imbalance. So the mediator. This is the person who can be very, very artistic, but the volatile artist. So you can think of tortured souls. Think of Wagner. Rave 5 is concrete science. So Rave 5 is connected to the colour orange and the jewel topaz. And it's all about science, analysis, the mind. We're talking about somebody who is a researcher, who has an ability to research, somebody who's really good at detail and documentation, who doesn't get bored like I do with endless details, but actually gets a great deal of satisfaction from bringing them all into order. I was also reading a book about William Herschel, who discovered Uranus, and his sister, Caroline was amazing at doing that. She's very much the analysis and the documenter. Look into her history and you'll find it fascinating. So race six is all about devotion. This is the sort of person who kind of looks to the future with a real idealism or becomes devoted to a guru. Six is connected with the colour sky blue. And I always think that's ironic because I think if you think of somebody who's raised six and devoted, they're kind of always looking up at the sky and, and seeing blue skies and seeing what's next and maybe sometimes not seeing the actual practical stone that's about to trip them up under their feet. But that doesn't matter because these people can be wonderful teachers and leaders themselves. Raised six is also connected to the jewel ruby. The flip side to devotion and race six can be the zealot or the fanatic, and we know that fanaticism can provide its own difficulties if it's not balanced with compassion. So, you may now be starting to see that having a blend of some of these rays is better than being all of one. So, you might want, if you're a race six, or if you think, Yes, I, I really uh, resonate with race six. But I also have some Ray too because I also have compassion. So we're not just one makeup, one Ray. We're usually a blend. Ray 7 is the Ray of ceremonial order. The colour that is associated with Ray 7 is violet and the jewel is amethyst. Ray 7 is very much into Ritual, it's the type of person who is attracted to ritual, to organisation, to things being done, I guess in a meticulous or methodical way, but really also because of the structures or the way that things can be brought together or people can be brought together through the comfort or through the practice of rituals. So they're very good at manifesting. If someone's got a lot of raised seven, they can be very creative. 
but not creative in the way of a tortured soul like Wagner, but more creative in the way of something that's a little bit more orderly. They're very good, as I said, at manifesting ideas. So think of Lord of the Rings and Tolkien. This is just an introduction to the concept and ideas behind the seven rays of astrology, esoteric astrology. Now, some astrologers, uh, the people who believe in esoteric astrology, the people who have become very much immersed in the theosophical teachings and Alice Bailey's books, believe that we are moving towards the seventh ray, that we're moving away from devotion, away from martyrdom. As a human race, we're moving towards rays and ray seven, and that we're also moving away from traditional astrology and towards this new, if you like, bridging towards esoteric astrology. So, as I said, if you're interested in following this up further, I'd recommend Philip Lindsay as the master. You could also pick up the books, the blue books, one or two of them. I would suggest starting with, hmm, let me see, maybe the esoteric astrology book. If you're really already seeped in, in astrology, Otherwise, if you're into psychology, maybe esoteric psychology one and two. Or if you're just sort of starting out and thinking, hmm, this is really, you know, kind of wet my interest, maybe there's, there's one called Ponder on This, which is a compilation of quotes from all of the blue books. Thanks for listening. I'm Steph Johnson. Thank you for listening to Seeing With Stars podcast with Stephanie Johnson. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please visit Stephanie's website at www.seeingwithstars.net. You can follow her on Twitter or Instagram at Seeing The Stars. You're also welcome to subscribe and leave a review of the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Until next time, may the stars shine on your path.